Hello all and welcome to Breaking into Science, where I will talk about various science articles, diseases and disorders, and topics relating to working in a lab. For many people, summer opportunities are on their mind. Today I'm going to talk about how you can begin your journey at interning at a lab. When I was 15, I started my first internship in an inorganic and ultra-fast spectroscopy lab at the City College of New York. People believe that you may need some type of experience or knowledge to work in a science lab. I'm sure at some point it might be nice to hire someone with some sort of experience, but what really matters is that you, as an intern, are willing to learn. My focus at 15 was biology. I didn't care for physics or inorganic chemistry. Frankly, it's because I didn't know much about it. But that's why science is so beautiful. It can completely change your perspective on a topic the moment you begin to learn more. If you have the desire to learn, I would propose that working in a lab would be one of the more fulfilling opportunities you will have. First things first, do your research. This means grab a computer and start Googling and explore things that you could potentially do research in. What is interesting to you? How would you contribute to the field? I remember that I was interested in neurology. I have always loved the idea of how the brain helps to dictate our movements, our thoughts, and our ability to live our lives. But neurology is such a vast field. Once I started Googling things, it started narrowing down from neurology to seizures, then to epilepsy, and finally to research on genes that may contribute to a certain epileptic disorder. When you find these very specific genes, atoms, techniques, etc., try to find schools and laboratory facilities that do this type of research. Many research facilities, private and public, have databases available online with a directory where you can read summaries about the principal investigator and what their mission is for their lab. This will help you find out which lab may be a good fit for you. Once you have a topic and a potential list of people that you want to do research with, draft a letter. I think this is my favorite part of the process. A letter shows people who you are, or at least who you think you are. I have seen great letters and some very, very poor ones. You want a letter to be full of inspiration and desire to learn, but at the same time, not overwhelming. Find a way to express your interest for the topic, but keep it short and sweet. Topics that should be covered in your letter are, first, your name. Your name is super important. If your email address is superpanda538 at insertheer.com, then it has no inclination of who you are. And while we're talking about email addresses, let's try not to send potential job employers, whomever they may be, lab or not, emails from superpanda538. Keep it simple and professional. Furthermore, you also want to include your name at the beginning of your letter, such as, dear so-and-so, my name is Carolyn Rosado, and then continue with your ways of persuasion. Number two, asking them a time and place that is most convenient for them. Being considerate of a person's time leaves a good impression. Giving someone the opportunity to pick a time and place allows them to work around their busy schedule and fit you in, which increases your chances of meeting and potentially getting a job interview. Number three, specifying what you are interested in. You can say that you're interested in working in their lab, but if you do not say what you have been researching online or what you're interested in working on, it doesn't give the lab PI anything to work with. It can be an awkward encounter if you do meet a PI, and it turns out that the PI's goals and trajectories in their work does not meet your interests. Number four, attach a resume to the letter. 
A science resume isn't the only type of resume that a science individual wants to see. Diversity is key in all fields. If you have an English literature background, perhaps you may be useful in writing some wonderful, clear, and concise articles. Personally, this would make me very happy. So do not shy away from an opportunity because you might think that you are not relevant enough. Everyone is relevant. Lastly, number five, have five people read your letter. Although the human anatomy is consistent among the general population, we all think differently. Having more people review your letter allows you to correct common errors and add something brilliant that you might have never thought about before, or even the chance to just change the formatting so that way it's more pleasing to the eye. It is always helpful to have feedback from people. For me, my go-to people are an English teacher, someone who is not focused on science, someone who is focused on science, my parents, and a friend. I guess that makes six people, but it still serves the purpose I want to communicate. Having the perspective of people of varying ages, professions, and relationships help you to hone your writing skills and leave you with a near-perfect letter. Now, we should talk about rejections. Rejections are completely normal. When trying to find an opportunity, I was rejected by 20 scientists, 18 of whom just ignored my email, and two that formally rejected me, either because I was too young or my interest did not mesh with theirs. But it does not matter how many people reject you because you only need one yes to move forward. If you're lucky and get a formal rejection from a recipient, just ask them if they would be able to recommend you to someone who is willing to take on a short-term intern. This individual may not be able to take you due to lack of funding, space, or even interest, but they may know people who are looking for other interns. So let's say you get an opportunity with someone who doesn't focus on the field that you're interested in working in. Hypothetically, you send out this letter saying that you love neurology and you really want to do research in the genes that affect epilepsy. But then you are informed that someone from the physics department is clearly interested in having some help in their lab. You know that you are a diehard biology fan, so it may be hard to allocate your thoughts to a different department. So here's some advice. If someone is willing to help you out and take you into their lab, I would say why not? It will be a forever learning experience and will allow you to say with confidence if you love or hate working in the field of inorganic chemistry or ultra-fast spectroscopy. And who knows, you may even find yourself one day proposing your own ideas about combining the two fields and starting your own field. Anyways, that's all I have for now. Good luck with your research journey. Hopefully you get what you want, and if not, I hope you consider taking it as a learning experience. Till then, stay curious.